Hello, and welcome to the Tarot to Go radio podcast. I'm Anastasia, here with me live from PantheaCon at the Scenic Double Tree Hotel in San Jose, California. We have Rose Red. How are you guys? And, and welcome again, Artemis. Great. And our special guest tonight, Mary Hunter Harwak, PhD. <laughs> Creator and author of the Queen of Sheba Oracle and Wisdom Cards. Welcome, Mary. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. We're delighted that you could make some time out of your incredibly busy teaching and performing schedule this weekend to talk to us. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. I I saw your name in the program. I thought, oh, let's have Mary on. And then I looked at all your obligations and thought, maybe not. (laughs) So I'm I'm very glad you could take a little time to talk with us. So uh, I guess for, I've been fortunate enough to attend one of your workshops and to, to, to have had um, the pleasure of working with your deck for a few years now. But for our listeners who are newer to this, maybe you could just give a capsule summary about the Queen of Sheba. Sure. She is, um, well, she's my idol, but that's not what you're looking for. <laughs> um, she, um, I'm going to start, I'm going to tell you historically who she was, and then I'm going to tell you fictionally who she was, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of fiction around her. But historically, she lived around... Uh, 1000 BCE, died around 955 BCE. She was um, contemporary of the King Solomon. Mm-hmm. So we are King Solomon, so we all know about King Solomon and his story. Um, and her, she came into fame, obviously, um, via King Solomon uh, mm-hmm. into the Western mind because mm-hmm. uh, she visited him, and the story goes, oh, she came to test his wisdom. Maybe she came to get wisdom, but anyway, there was a journey. Um, he fell madly in love with her, mm-hmm. uh, even though he already had 300 wives, whatever. He <laughs> fell madly. <laughs> <laughs> you never have too many wives, it sounds Th- like. There you go. So, um, th- 300 wives, he fell madly in love with her. Um, she stayed with him for, you know, six months or so. When she was leaving, this is my favorite part of the story, he wanted to consummate the relationship, and she did not want to. And so he set, set her up in a little bit. He gave her a very fancy feast with hot, spicy foods and everything. <laughs> and they dined, and then she went to her quarters, and he supposedly went to his, but he was actually watching her. And she got up in the middle of the night, and um, he had told her that if she took anything of value to him, that then he would get to have his way with her. So she got up in the middle of the night to go get some water. Mm-hmm. And he stopped her, and he said, Oh, but what could be more valuable to a king in an arid land than water? Aww. A little trick, you know. Yeah, Guys will say anything. Won't they? <laughs> Sneaky, <laughs> Anyway, they consummated. Um, in the, she went for that? She, she, well, she had no choice. I mean, she, had, she, she was, was honoring her word. Um, they consummated. They, um, they had a son. According to the Ethiopian tradition, they had a mm-hmm. son. His name was Menelik. And the story goes on with Menelik that once he became of age, he went back to visit his dad, mm-hmm. King Solomon. And, of course, Solomon recognized him right away and wanted him to stay and you know, share in the kingdom. Uh, but he had promised his mother he would come back. Uh-huh. So before he left, Solomon gave him the eldest son of each of the 12 tribes of Israel. Mm. There, the, idea was this, the idea was that perhaps Solomon had a dream and he knew that the kingdom of Israel was going to fall. So he wanted oh. to move the kingdom to a different place. I see. So sent them back on their way. Um, while they were traveling, the high priest that was with them said, "No, like something I have to tell you." And then like goes, "Okay, what is it?" He goes, "Well, I took the Ark of the Covenant." <gasps> oh no! Whoops. So when if the Ark of the Covenant, if you don't know, is where the Ten Commandments were stored, and any army mm-hmm. that has yes. it is invincible, et cetera, et cetera. And then it was like, "Oh, we should take it back." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the high priest said, "No, we shouldn't because we've brought it this far." 
and nothing has happened to us. We've been protected. We need to take it on with mm-hmm. this. So they took it back to Ethiopia, um, as the story goes. And if you, you know, people say they don't know where the, no one knows where the Ark is. We don't know where the Ark is. But if you ask someone who's in Ethiopia, they'll just tell you that it's in St. Mary's Church right. in Aksum, and it's being guarded by priests. So they know where it is. The rest of us, I don't know, we're kind of out of the loop. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's paying attention. Nobody's paying attention to them anyway. Oh, but not, no, I am. Um, <laughs> and according to the story, so that's the Ethiopian story. And what else you need to know about the history is that the land of Sheba was a very ancient ancient land, and it was huge. Mm-hmm. At one time, it wa- it encompassed southern Arabia down to, some people say, South Africa. Wow. Over, wow. To, over to South India and across to Chad. So at one huge. point, it was considered to be really, really huge. Mm-hmm. By the time we pick up the story uh, in, like, 1000 BCE, um, the land is southern Arabia and um, ancient Ethiopia. So including, it would, it would have included Eritrea, what's now Eritrea or Somalia. Oh, wow. places. So at that, that's where it was at that time. Great. Yeah, so that's a little bit of the history. Wow. So, so how did all of that end up manifesting in the oracle cards? <laughs> you had the, the fictionized story. Yes, yeah, the fictionized story. Well, there are a lot of little myths around her. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, and they all have some little tinge of magic to them, and, okay. and that she was a mm-hmm. magical person. Um, one of the stories was that um, she, uh, let's see, which one should I tell now? I get confused. Uh, one is that she... Uh, Solomon, we'll go back to Solomon. Uh, in the Quran, there's a story. And in the Quran, it says that um, Solomon, was he's endowed with magical powers in the Quran. Mm-hmm. He was flying on his magic carpet over, around, and he had with him in his entourage a bird called the hoopoe. Mm-hmm. And the hoopoe, its job was to find water. Mm-hmm. So it would go out, and it would find water. Here again, we're having the water, water thing. Right. Okay? So one day, the bird doesn't come back. Mm-hmm. On time, and, and Solomon's really upset. You know, he goes, "If that bird doesn't come back, I'm going to kill it." Which is not very wise. But <laughs> no. the bird eventually comes back, and the bird says to Solomon, "Solomon, you're not going to believe what I have found. I have found a kingdom ruled completely by a woman." And Solomon's like, "No, well, that just cannot be possible." <laughs> he goes, "Go get me her throne." So he so that he sends his genies off to get her throne. Mm-hmm. And they bring it back, and then she's stuck with the dilemma of, well, he should come to me. Why did he take my throne? And but I'm just going to go get it. So he went. So she, he hears she's coming. He builds a palace for her, and on the floor he builds a glass floor, and under the floor is water. So she comes to him. She sees her throne on the other side. She's about to go over. She lifts her skirt because she didn't want to get her skirt wet. Mm-hmm. And when, as soon as she lifts her skirt, Solomon says, "Ah, I've got you." Uh, you have shamed yourself because you lifted your skirts. Uh-huh. So your people, you and your people, have to submit to my God. So that's another little play there. But there are a lot of little things about mm-hmm. the water. And there's right. another water story where she's coming to see Solomon, and she lifts her skirt, mm-hmm. and she has the uh, the foot of a goat. Wow. Okay. So this is sort of like one of the magical tales. So mm-hmm. Solomon, he has to he has to take care of that. You know, he's right. to that. <laughs> That's just not okay. <laughs> I'm not having it. So he, he sends one of his birds to the Garden of Eden mm-hmm. and to to get one of the branches from the Tree of Life. Mm-hmm. So he brings the branch back and he puts it in her path mm-hmm. so that when she walks, she sort of trips over the branch and it heals her or cures mm-hmm. her. Oh, it, is, it cures her. Mm-hmm. But this is the same branch that is also used um, that was part of the cross that Jesus died on. Oh, so we've got all the mythologies wow. happening wow. around in the story. 
Right. So, so there's this historical person, and then there's all this mythical content. Yeah. And it's now distilled into these cards through yes. your creative genius. Yes. Well, through my creative genius, uh, <laughs> I was. Um, these cards came about. It, this was part of my. Uh, ended up. The Queen of Sheba was my dissertation subject, oh. and oh, okay. I went kicking and screaming into this <laughs> because. I, my advisor said, oh, you should really do the Queen of Sheba. And of course, because she told me that, I did not want to do it. Of course. <laughs> so I found everything around the Queen of Sheba. I found, um, I had I had made a conversion to Judaism, so I was really mm -hmm. into studying Judaism, and I knew about the Ethiopian Jews. Mm -hmm. So I said, no, my dissertation will be on the Jews of Ethiopia. Mm -hmm. She goes, oh, whatever. Okay. <laughs> sure, <laughs> well. sure, well. Okay. And then I thought, oh, but I have been studying um, the dance form of the Jews of Yemen. Mm. So then I said, oh, I think I'll do it on the on this dance form. It's really beautiful. It's mm -hmm. very ancient. It hasn't changed mm -hmm. in like 2,000 years. I think I'll do that. And she goes, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so then I got to the point where I wanted to do both of these topics, the Jews of Ethiopia mm -hmm. and the dance tradition of Yemen. And I couldn't figure out how to make it work. Mm -hmm. But the more I read about them, the more I realized they shared the Queen of Sheba. commonality. So your advisor... So I just kind of went, oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get this woman out of my way. Out of my space. Let me do it. You know? okay, I, I get it. She's I get calling it. She's calling. I get it. I get it. So that was sort of the, the basis. I was studying um, the history of, of Ethiopia, studying the history of Yemen. And then what I, these, the images on the cards... There are 22 cards in the deck, and that's sort of uh, linked to the uh, major arcana and the tarot. Mm -hmm. Also linked to the you know, Hebrew alphabet, also has 22 letters. Right. So th these images were part of an uh, ancient, ancient alphabet called Hemuretic, which came out of Southern Arabia. Mm -hmm. So it's the precursor to the Semitic languages that we know of mm -hmm. Arabic and Aramaic, Hebrew, and Giz. And Giz is the ancient, ancient Ethi Ethiopian language. Mm -hmm. It's a precursor to uh, Amharic. Amharic, okay. mm. there, which okay. is what their modern language is. Okay. So these symbols come out of a. They're, it's an alphabet, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay. Then that's where the, the the images came from. Okay. Um, I had I had studied I studied tarot. I started studying tarot in like eighty six, eighty something or other. Mm -hmm. And I started with the Crowley deck, and I then went to the Rider Waite deck and um, Mother Peace deck. Um, Interesting. And Crowley first, though. Crowley was first, yeah, 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 yeah. My teacher was like, she was really into Crowley, so Crowley was first. Uh -huh. <laughs> and then I, anyway, um, so uh, I wanted to, uh, as, as I finished my dissertation, I finished my dissertation, and this process hadn't started, mm -hmm. but I was living on my own, and um, I just wanted to do this. I felt the need to do this. It was like, and I thought, I, you know, and I always have to make it okay. So I said, it's okay. It's, you're in Berkeley. You can do it. You can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Many things happen in Berkeley. <laughs> Many things happen in Berkeley. And I, you know, I got rid of all my things about, oh, you're not an artist. What do you know? Where you, where's oh, it coming no. from? And I said, I don't know. So I went to an art store, and I told the woman, I said, I'm making a tarot deck. And she goes, oh, okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's Berkeley. Because it's Berkeley. Where else could you do it? And so I picked out some papers and, and colors. Now, the important thing about the colors, the cards are all... Um, they're on a white background, the images are in red, and um, the words and the numbers are in black. That, of course, we know is the Mother Maiden Crown colors, red, black, mm -hmm. wicked colors. But from this culture, from the ancient Sabaeans, they had a tradition um, called called Zar, Z-A-R. Mm -hmm. And Zar is not just in, uh, just to clarify, not just in that part of the world, but also in North, it's like North Africa, mm -hmm. Egypt, mm -hmm. uh, 
that's going to talk about it specific to Ethiopia. They had a tradition called Zar, and it's really um, a spirit, a, a woman's spirit. Mm -hmm. Okay, a, a lot of women have a Zar. It's mm -hmm. called a Zar spirit. But there's also a ritual around it. Mm -hmm. And the ritual uh, was in a couple of parts. And one of the rituals was that the women, to help heal the communities, they would gather like when something was out of balance. Mm -hmm. And they would cre they'd have a circle, and they would drum, Ooh. and they would chant, mm -hmm. and they would sing. And they would do this for days on end. Wow. You know, just it's a way of healing the community. Mm -hmm. And even though in Ethiopia, uh, Ethiopia right now is primarily um, Christian, Christian mm -hmm. country, they also have, there also, there's, there's also Islam there, a little mm -hmm. bit of Islam. Mm -hmm. uh, the Jews, most of the Jews were taken out of, of uh of Ethiopia by Israel. They were mm -hmm. airlifted out in the, um, the late 80s and 90s. Right. Um, but amongst all the monotheism that was there, uh, there was still this practice. Interesting. So probably even today, 2007, there's still this practice of, mm. of women coming oh. together and drumming and doing the czar ritual to, to heal the communities. That's great. Yeah, and there were, of course, different drum patterns, and then if a woman was moved by a certain drum pattern, she'd get up and she'd dance. Mm -hmm. So there was dancing, and the healing would be not only take part on an individual level, but on the community level as well. So this whole tradition. Now, are these similar to shaman within their community? Yes, I would. Well, you know, in Western world, we have to, like, put everybody in a little <laughs> box. So probably the sh yes to the shaman, but right. the shaman was probably also... A regular person in the community, right? You, you right. know yeah. what I'm saying? Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yes. Right, but we've had this ongoing conversation about oh. the definition of shamanism being skewed in the West uh -huh. to being a male figure and uh -huh. not necessarily a female figure, and where we've been exploring opening that up. So oh, okay. This is one of those stories that kind of you know. This would have been a woman. Mm -hmm. This would have been a woman. Yes, yes, definitely, okay. definitely, definitely. But now I'm going to take you one step further because you were talking about the male shaman. This is a very female and probably still is. Mm -hmm. But there's another aspect of this which I believe was also a female healing art. Mm -hmm. But when I actually found the research on it, it was about a male priest. Hmm. So let me tell you just a little bit about that. It's another aspect of the czar okay. culture. Mm -hmm. um, if you were, because because it was used to cure women, so I can't imagine that some time ago it was women curing women and not men. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, if you if you were uh, had an, an illness, like if you um, a female something, like you mm -hmm. couldn't lactate, like mm -hmm. you, you couldn't mm -hmm. lactate, or you had had a miscarriage, mm -hmm. or you were having difficulty in childbirth, or, or things like that, or, if you, or your your menstrual period wasn't happening, mm -hmm. then you would go for healing to have something to have it taken care of. Then. What would happen would be you would sit and you would talk to the priest or the priestess about what was going wrong, mm -hmm. and then he or she would uh, give you the remedy. Part of the remedy involved um, killing an, um, a goat or a sheep mm -hmm. and keeping it, taking its blood, keeping the blood, mm -hmm. and then taking the skin of the animal and drying it. Oh. You brought the skin and the blood mm -hmm. back to the priest or priestess, and um, they would uh, sit you down and they would pour the blood over you. And as okay. the blood was coming, rolling off you, then whatever the illness was came out with it. Oh. So that was that type of mm -hmm. healing. Okay. And with the, the animal skin, they would make it, it was a talisman. They would make a mm. talisman, something else mm -hmm. that you could heal. And it could be a big one, or it could be a little one that you could wear around mm -hmm. your neck. Oh. So, so this is a cleaning or purging ritual. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. It sounds like. Wow. So from the art that comes out of that tradition is mm -hmm. where I'm basing this on. Oh, okay. There were only three colors that had any healing powers according to their tradition. Mm. Red, black, and white. Mm -hmm. I don't know okay, where that came Great. from. Um, so all of the, uh, the, the designs were done in those colors. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now sometimes, especially now, when, if, when I'm looking at the, some of the czar talismans from like the 17th, 1800s, 
you'll see definitely Christian figures and everything in them right. because it's just all incorporated. Right. Then, mm -hmm. You know, um, and you would see then you start seeing different colors instead of red, black, and white. You see green. You might see blue. And then, hmm. you, then someone asked, "Well, why are you using these other colors if they don't have any magic?" <laughs> and the priest, the answer was that, "Well, they don't have any magic, but the client likes them." Okay. Oh, so we're using them, you know, because maybe that in and of itself could be right. part of the healing. Yeah. Yeah. Interact yeah. with the, mm -hmm. yeah, get them to interact with, with the card. <clears throat> exactly. And have a better association. Right. So, so hence, I could think of this as a talismanic art, you mm -hmm. know, and um, or an oracle. Mm -hmm. So that's where I, I actually brought some of the elements from. Great. Wow. What a, so, so this was uh, an outgrowth of. Doing your PhD work? Yes, an outgrowth right. of the PhD. So, so you did your PhD work and then you developed the oracle? Yes. Busy, busy. <laughs> but you've drawn the actual symbolism from that time. Yes, from, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, part of, part of the research was, I, uh, was, the, was the language. Mm -hmm. So the hemuretic, which mm -hmm. is the precursor to the modern mm -hmm. Semitic mm -hmm. languages. Wow, they're very strong images, though. That's oh, what I was noticing. Yeah. yeah, and and when I'd seen you at the divination panel today, she did a divination panel. It was awesome. Oh, thank um, you. <laughs> and I noticed that that they were just you didn't need a lot, and, right? And the person you read for was just amazed at your answer, and so was I. Was like, and as we all noticed, it was like that has something to do with what I'm thinking about. <laughs> it's amazing that you know just based on a simple. Very simple picture. Mm -hmm. You get so much, <clears throat> yeah, which is really nice to see. And they're just beautiful cards, by oh, the way. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. it's when because I was trying to remember which year you first came to PantheaCon, and yeah. I, I can't. Oh. You know, they've all run together. Is well, there copyright date on there? Two thousand three. So it must have been two thousand three. Okay, great. Um, and wow. um, you know, just just being absolutely fascinating. I actually voluntarily got up to go to a nine a.m. Sunday session, which you know. I don't get up that early for my day job. Yeah, like, oh, this sounds pretty cool. I gotta go. And um, then you and I met later in the day, and you did a reading for me, and I was so amazed because the information in the workshop was very interesting, but actually seeing it being used mm. when you did that reading for me was like, these are incredible because you know I've been working with tarot for a uh -huh. very long time, and it has you know even the simple deck has these massively complex. Right. Complex images with layers of symbols and colors and this mm -hmm. and that yeah. numerology and oh, yeah, you get yeah. there on the Kabbalah and oh. I know let's put in some Norse runes. It's like, okay, so, so these were just such incredibly simple images, but then sitting down with you and just looking at them and meditating them mm -hmm. on them and just mm -hmm. feeling the power. It's like these are really primal mm -hmm. in a way. They really hit mm -hmm. at a different level because. I know for me, at least, I can be very intellectual about the tarot when uh -huh. I'm reading. Right. Um, but these, there, there's no intellectual nonsense in the way. When you lay out the reading, it hits you in mm -hmm. the chakras. And it's like, mm -hmm. okay, well. <laughs> Guess I'll look at that. Uh, yeah. Um, moving right along, no, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to be there with that, yeah. And, yeah. and so just, um, and then when... Um, I, I received my deck from you after I ordered it. And right. I received it, and I was so excited. And, and um, I actually picked it up on my way to a client's, and I had to sit through this endless client meeting for my day job. I was like, no, I want to go home and play with my cards. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the longest meeting of my life. And then I got home and ripped them open and you know, threw them around the oh, floor and was playing great. with them. And, and um, I, I really like them, and I've found that they've added a lot to my tarot reading as well. Oh, okay. Um, because I will see these shapes in some of the images. Mm. You know, it, not intentional on the mm -hmm. part of the artist, but the way they've done the shading or whatever. That's like, oh, that's the awareness symbol. Okay, that's cool. And then I can <laughs> bring great. that in. So wow. it's it's been it's it's fabulous on its own, but it's also been very helpful to me in my tarot practice. Oh, that's great. That's great. 
Now the parallels and the definitions were those drawn from that time as well. But that's the first question, and you, and you touched on that both priests and priestesses were the administrators of this this health art. Other were the they czar. working peers at the time? No, no. Okay. This is no with the czar uh, tradition, especially with the talismanic part that I was talking about. By the time it hit me, it was just men. Okay, it was just men mm -hmm. healing women. Okay. So I'm just I'm just intuiting that before it was women healing women. Okay, that okay. makes. Sense yes. on the visceral on the level. Mm -hmm. The drum circles that I talked about with the drumming and the dancing and the, and the chanting, um, there's a book called uh, Song of Longing, mm -hmm. Song and of longing. it's by uh, written by, her name is Kay Kaufman Chalamet. I, I believe that's the order of her last name. And <laughs> she, uh, she's an ethnomusicologist at Harvard. Mm -hmm. or, wow. She, or she was. But she did her research on the, uh, the music of, of Ethiopia. But mm. She went back after she finished, mm -hmm. and wrote the book, The Song of Longing, which talks about these other things. This is where wow. she talks about the, the czar and the music and things mm -hmm. like that. So that was, she did that in, I think, like the <coughs> 80s or so. So wow. it's a pretty, this is still pretty much, the drumming is still mm -hmm. happening. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Wow. So um, now, do you, do you do regular readings with this? I do regular readings with this. Mm -hmm. um, the, the regular reading, uh, I don't know if you want me to talk about the, how the cards are spread or anything, or um, well, it, how it, do you want to go with that? Well, let's touch on that, yeah, because it's, it's, a, it's an unusual deck. Yeah, because okay. <clears throat> yeah, the, 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 the not-so-little-white book that, that, come, that came with the yes. deck um, it ha has the basic seven-card Shiba reading. Right. And so that, that's the... I've I played with other ways Oh, you have? Out. Oh, great. Um, that's great. But, great. Um, but, but I found that it's, it's a very helpful reading because it's so visual. Yeah, you can kind of see it. So, so the basic reading is uh, you, you pull seven cards. And there's a card, there's a center card, and just similar to the tarot, that would be like where you are in that moment. Right. right. Okay. It's just like that. <laughs> and then, um, and then, then the bottom card is kind of what's at the root. I kind of mm. say what the root problem is. And then the card I read from down, uh, and then clockwise over. If that makes sense, mm -hmm. easier. Okay. Um, and then the other cards around are just kind of the influences. And the uh, the last card, you know, I don't want to say it's the outcome, but it's like this how the situation is, is going now, if you continue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's the, the basic layout. And I just, I tend to look at this, oh look, there's a spread, actually there's a spread right here. That's You're spread. right, oh, how funny. How is that? Because um, yeah. we just laid them out randomly to look yeah, at them. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know where my thought was going and when I got distracted by that, <laughs> but I'm sure it was important. Um, seven card spread. Seven card spread, um, mm -hmm. and uh, Oh, I know. Usually what I do in the reading is I, I look at the seven mm -hmm. and kind of get an, 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 an imprint or an impulse of, of what's going on. And then I'll read that for the, for the uh, client. Mm -hmm. And then I'll ask if there are other questions. And then we can draw other cards if necessary, or we can just stay with the seven that are there. Because mm -hmm. the answers are pretty much there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it's, I've, I've never had an obscure reading it's always pretty plain as day. It's pretty clear. <laughs> like, yeah. None of this, well, maybe this, maybe that. It's do this, and this will happen. Do this, things might be better. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think um, then part of this, you know, when you're, I don't know how many people design tarot decks, but when I'm thinking of, of designing the oracle, I think it, it reflects the personality of the person who's designing it. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, I'm an Aries, <laughs> and I don't have a lot of, t I don't tend to, I, I'm quick. I like, I got it. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to. I want to like really move to what's happening. And right. I don't want to. I like all the other stuff, but I but I really kind of want to know, and I want to know quickly. Mm-hmm. So I think I put that. Energy, <laughs> Iris is laughing at me, <laughs> but I think I put that energy. No, it's into, a total Aries thing. Let's just get started. Yeah. I'll figure out the rest of it later. Yes. Yes. Right, yeah, right. This is the perfect twenty first century oracle. Yeah. In that regard. Yeah. Yes. It's like I have five minutes. Tell me what's going. Tell me on. what's going on. Give me. Give me a little clarity. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there it is. You know. Yeah. Um, well, let's speak to the cards that are, say, the non-traditional cards that you're showing here. You have one that says Solomon, the Kings, okay. the Angst, okay. uh, and what's this, Menelik? Menelik. Okay. So, um, just to start, we'll start, we'll talk about Menelik and Solomon. So, I don't I mean, okay. <laughs> point and show. Okay. Um, the, 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 the names of, on the cards are based on the, on the uh, Queen of Sheba, King Solomon's story. Okay. So, Solomon... Solomon represents um, mature male energy, (laughs) however you want to look at mature male energy. And then Menelik was uh, the son that Solomon and Makeda had, so this represents um, young male energy. Okay, so that's the similarities. And then we have have the four and the eight, so they're like the the double, the numbers, there's also a number connection Mm -hmm. there. And then symbolically, I mean, this is an arrow and this is sort of, could have been an arrow. Mm-hmm. But it's not quite developed. Yeah, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's getting there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and these two cards, I normally most of the symbols um, are the same, right mm-hmm. side up or upside down. So I don't read upside down. But if these cards were to come, because they do have a definitely different a direction, yeah, yeah, then I would read those um, how they came if they came up upside down. I would mm-hmm. read them reversed. Yeah. So so one of the things that has puzzled me, and I've done various things as I've worked with this, is. When something like the Solomon, which def- has a definite direction, when I turn it over, it's kind of pointing off on a diagonal or something, and it's like, well, it's more towards the up than the down, or it's more towards the down than the up, so I kind of go with that direction. Or, mm-hmm. But when it comes out to the straight 90 degrees, it's like, okay, mm, I think this like calls for some decision-making mm. here. Or, or, you know, well, it depending. could be a perpendicular flow that, uh, that's on there. Yeah, it's it's a, yeah it's, <clears throat> it's, or this is a lateral move. Is that right. really what you right. want? Exactly. Oh, right. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but, um, but, but just trying to think, okay, um, you know, I ran into this when I tried to work with the mother piece deck and it's uh-huh. like it's not oh. upside up it's not upside down it's kind yeah. of at a 37 degree angle yeah I wonder, <laughs> what, how do I do with that and I was just wondering in in your readings what do you do um I, I turn it yeah or facing you know if it's like this I'll go like that if it's like this I might go like that mm-hmm. um, I turn it mm-hmm. again it's 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 it might be part of the it's 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 deep, but deepness doesn't have to be uh, mental. You know? mm-hmm. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to be like this mm-hmm. whole mental process. Um, you don't have to get all angsty about you it. Don't have to get, you don't have to. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's in there. Yeah, that's card nine. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the so the angst or the angst is um, it's a, it's a looks like a Y, mm-hmm. you know, for our, mm-hmm. from our from our alphabet, but it it is about. Not being able to decide. It's like being out there. No, you know, it's, it's like, like this person's just like, ah, oh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, yeah, like, ah. I can't decide. I don't know. I don't know anything. I go, I go, relax, breathe. Right. You know, so I'm that's, split between the questions. Yeah, yeah. split between the questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And what was the other card that you asked me about? Jens? Jens is, uh, this is, it means genies. So these okay. are like little spirit guides, or maybe big spirit guides, but this is like spiritual energy, uh, mm-hmm. spiritual beings that are around you. 
Well, I was just noticing since you pointed out the ah, for the angsty <laughs> bit, is the psyche is, is a very similar symbol. It's very similar. Except but for you now see. you've got the head involved. Right. Now you're not <laughs> now so you're ah, not you're, so you're, ah, you're kind of going, centered. ah. Yes. yes very good. Very, that's very good. Yeah, no, very good. Really. I had yeah. actually, okay, this is embarrassing. I had not made that conclusion before. It's okay. Um, well, I just noticed it. So. Yeah, no. It's, it's, but see, um, again, you're just speaking to the power. Like you've been working with them and hadn't mm -hmm. noticed, and you just kind of picked it up. And you yeah, so there's different levels and layers. Right, that's what I was going to say. Because yeah. um, while we were waiting for you, I did play with them a little bit, and oh, okay. I actually got these two and this one in Which is this order. So she oh. ended up with Sacred, Menelik, and Solomon, Solomon and Solomon is upside down. Right, and I He's remember doing a headstand. from the conversation earlier that <laughs> it was upside down. Did I mention I'm slightly irreverent? <laughs> I, I just thought it was interesting, and I read through the book, and, and it was like, oh, okay. Well, what, did you, what did you intuit? What did I got out of it was, okay, honor what you're doing. Okay. Go with the new ideas that are coming up. Okay. And you're on the right path, even though it may be hard. That's good. So, woohoo! I yeah. would concur with that. That's very good. And yeah. it was it was actually perfect for because I was just going, what do I need to think about? Because mm -hmm. I didn't want to ask a yes or no question because I really wasn't ready for that. <laughs> and uh, and it like just kind of went because you didn't know the story about this being the sun. No. Well, actually, I did know it was oh. the sun. Oh. Yeah, she came this because I was yeah, it, it came up in the divination panel. But I didn't. That wasn't my focus when I thought of what I saw. Right. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. It's son and father. Right. Oh, well, whatever. Okay, let me read the book. <laughs> <laughs> not going to put too much into it yet, and then right, right, yeah. It was just kind of neat to to just be able on the fly be able to do that and it, it's a very interesting deck and it's, it's again my favorite colors so it works out really well yes. hey. says so. the woman who's sitting here wearing red and black <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah exactly um, so, so one thing I noticed um, I, I did go on your website after we'd spoken mm -hmm. um, well after we'd exchanged emails and noticed that you actually have a book out now to accompany oh, yes. this oh, yes. which um, you know had I realized that in time I would have asked you to bring oh, you brought it you're brilliant. Wonderful. Um, maybe Ivana, Vanna White. Because it, it's, it's, you know, I've been working with the one that came with oh, the deck. okay, okay. Which leaves a lot to one's There's own interpretation. Yes, it does. And so that's fabulous. Because I remember you saying that you were working on it when I first exactly, got the deck from exactly. you. And it never, you know, did I bother to check my mail anyway. Um, so so, uh, so is, this, is, it, is it like a workbook? Is it sort of um, a reference? It's, uh, it's both. It has, mm -hmm. in the beginning, it has, it's divided into, I think, three sections. Mm-hmm. It's been so long since I wrote it. No, I'm just um, <laughs> Wait, once you've written it, you never want to see it again. You never want to see it again. No. It's actually divided into four sections. Okay. <laughs> so the first part is uh, is called Sources for the mm -hmm. Wisdom Card. So it talks about the stories. Right. So the stories of the Queen of Sheba it tells them from different traditions. It tells them the riddles that she used to test Solomon's wisdom, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Then it talks about the Tsar tradition that we did here, mm -hmm. but of course more in detail. And then when I keep forgetting to, I, in my classes, I forget to talk about the number seven and Sheba. Which is very important because Sheba is is a se well seven is a sacred number, right? And Sheba is actually seven in several languages, uh -huh. or Saba. And then we have Shabbat, and we have all of those connections right. to sabbatical okay. and days uh -huh. of rest. And we know on the seventh day creation, um, God rested. So it's uh -huh. all of these things about seven, uh -huh. and uh, so that's that. And then um, then the second part is about uh, it's it's all the cards. So you get some information. Two three pages on all the cards. Oh, great! Okay, and then the third part is using the deck, so it gives mm -hmm. you different readings, mm -hmm. how to do different readings. Great! It gives a sample reading, mm -hmm. um, and it gives uh, meditation things, meditations and things you can do, and um, also talks about a workshop that I did. 
Oh, great. And then the last one, it just gives traditional sources of the Queen of Sheba. So oh, how wonderful. What a great resource. Oh, thank you. That's now, nice. can you get the deck and the book? Uh -huh. How do we do that? You can get that online. You can get that... <laughs> You can get that at two places online at, at www.projectsheba.com. That's my personal website. Mm -hmm. um, also, um, you can get it at the Magdalene Center if you're in North Hollywood. Oh. That is a joint venture that I have with my business partner, Jane DeMint, mm -hmm. and we're located in North Hollywood. And the website address for the store is www.themagdalenecenter.com. Great. And we have lots of great things in there besides my cards. Mm -hmm. um, we, we also have jewelry and we have clothing and things. And we have um, everything a modern Magdalene might need. Yes, exactly. Woohoo! Exactly. Okay, nice. I'm just, road trip to LA. What do you say? Uh, hey! <laughs> We're going to rent that great. van and read Come on down. Yeah, cool. come on down. Well, in the meantime, I'm sure they ship them. Yes, I do ship. I'm sure oh, they ship. But yes, they that's do ship. Not the that's same. not the same. Not the point. same as a road trip, but you know. Come on. You, you want to spend eight hours in the car with us, don't oh, you? you know I'm in. <laughs> There's no, shopping involved. <laughs> There's sparkly things. Sparkly things involved. Sparkly things involved. involved. Mm, um, great. Wow. So, um... So uh, aside from 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 the deck and the book, not that that's not enough, but Project Sheba is what all, does that encompass more beyond this work? Uh, it encompasses this. It also encompasses all other my performances. So oh, do I do. Uh, I'm a musician, a singer, okay. songwriter, percussionist. So I do do performances. My latest CD is called The Ways of Love, mm -hmm. and it's nine songs based on the Psalms. Oh. oh, how splendid. Yes. And that's the concert I missed this afternoon. And that's the concert it? you missed, yes. <laughs> it, yes. You know, it's one of these days I can be in five places yeah. at once. But. Um, and let's, so I took some of the nine of the Psalms, one of them is the 23rd Psalm, and I just oh. made them more, I, I made them, I felt more inclusive and mm -hmm. more up to date and mm -hmm. modern. Oh, what work, a fabulous you know? idea! And they and you know, and it's and that's doing well. So oh, I also wonderful. have that. Oh, great! And Project Sheba also does consulting on diversity. Uh, if you need diversity and multiculturalism, so that's oh, wonderful! That we do. Ooh, that's actually useful in my other life. Oh, great! So we can talk well. later. All right. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent. Wow! So it sounds like you just have a nonstop stream of projects. And, I'm busy. And, and, <laughs> wow! <laughs> where can we see you next? Oh, where can you see me next? Wow. Besides following you home. Which Besides is, following yes. me in which LA. Is a little rude. Oh. It's a little rude to follow you You're home. You're especially so. in a hotel. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're not that kind of people. You know, okay, great. We're not stalkers. <laughs> No. Great fans, but Great not fans. soccer. Thursday, um, well, at the center, we're doing, um, we do different things. So on Thursday, we're doing a special uh, musician's night. Oh. And it's it's in response to, it's a, a month early, but uh, mm -hmm. in, in 1807, Britain officially outlawed the African slave trade. Yeah. 1807, they officially outlawed it. Not that slavery was outlawed, but right. that the trade was <laughs> outlawed. <laughs> but it's okay. Um, it's one step at a time. Yeah, I know. It's very, but, um, so we're having a celebration on this Thursday at oh, the store. Oh, wonderful. Oh, that's so great. different musicians and dancers mm -hmm. are coming in, and we're having that celebration. Great. But we have a whole calendar of events at the, at the Magdalene Center, so if you go to the website, click wow. on the calendar. We're doing a special thing now called Seven Weeks of Women, so we're celebrating each weekend things that are celebrating women. And in June, we're doing a month of men. So we'll have all events wow. from many centered it's, and just regular ongoing. I love the balance. Yeah. Yes. It is so nice to hear that it's not just one or the other. That right. Yeah, we try to get both of them in. It's, it's great. It's good energy. Thing. It's nice. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Well, you, you really, you can't have one without the other on an ongoing basis. Yeah. Like, you can have a weekend here or something, but overall, you got to have some balance. Yeah. And I think it's great that, that you and your business partner are acknowledging that and working to manifest that. Yes, thank you. Thank you. That's very exciting. Well, it sounds like just... That, that, wow, how do you keep track of yourself? 
I don't know. <laughs> well, I think we're just fortunate enough to have gotten. Uh, yeah, yeah. now I feel particularly. Totally. Oh, thank you very much. I, I love coming to PantheaCon. It's it's a nice mm -hmm. uh, it's a nice vacation in a way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because yeah. you're not in LA. You're, you're not, not managing in LA. the store. Yeah, you're not managing the store. You're just in a different place. So mm -hmm. it's nice to get away. Great. So yeah. any last comments? Unfortunately, we're getting close to time. Okay. But um, um, just any parting words of wisdom. Oh, besides um, visit our website. How about shuffle your cards and pick one? Ooh, oh, there okay. we go. All what right. Great idea. Should I use your deck or should oh. I use my deck? Whichever you prefer. If you want to use mine, it's 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 small and easy to handle. It is. Yes, this was made <laughs> specifically for you. Yes, because Mary was gracious enough when she did that reading, that first reading for me a few years ago, and the cards were too large for me to handle comfortably. And so when Mary made my deck, she very thoughtfully made them smaller so that I could shuffle them without flinging them across the room like frisbees. <clears throat> so I'm just going to um, just pull a card and see what wisdom we get. Who's, who's, who's up for talking to us? And it looks like... Oh, change. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. So change. So I, I think the lesson is number 13, lucky number 13, change. Mm -hmm. And ironically enough, this Pantheon is number 13. Oh, that's right. Yes. Woo. Good job. Well, there you go. I think this is the year. This is the year. Yes. yes. May everyone's change be as painless as possible. Because sometimes... Or as exciting as possible. Or as exciting. Thank you. Exciting in a good way. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Mary. Thank we you for having really me. really appreciate it. Because I know you've been on to a panel and taught a couple yeah. classes. And you've done a concert today. Yeah. So we really appreciate you meeting us here at the end of a very long day and thank spending some time me. with us. Yeah, it's it's been our pleasure. Thank you oh, very yes, much. You're welcome. Very much. You're great. Welcome. And safe travels home. Thank you very much. I'll see you again soon. Yes, oh, yes thank great. You. Okay. Thanks to everybody listening, and we'll talk with you again soon. See you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>